It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. Tip top of the morning, everybody. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for August the 31st, live from 4535 Broadway, eponymously named, and we're doing our thing this morning. Hey, thanks for everybody tuning in. We're going to talk local sports with you, and the first night of high school football, we are live. Come out and join us at Sleep Tight and have a chance to view all the merchandise that will help make your night sleep a little better. We're working on limited sleep here tonight, but it was certainly an interesting and eventful first night of high school football. My guests today are going to be Rick Little, the victorious head coach of the Quincy Blue Devils, in just a few minutes. And a little bit later in our show today, we're going to be talking with Teresa Luce Tedro, who's starting her season today on the volleyball front with Payson Seymour up at Macomb. So lots of goodies planned. But let's go back through the scoreboard last night. As we began, again, week one, lots of happenings, and we'll start with most eventfully last night, Quincy High School laying the wood last night to North Lawndale in the opener. 74 to nothing, believed to be the highest scoring output in Quincy High School history, and it really was a game that was never close from start to finish. Rick Little's team taking care of business last night. Lucas Reese making an outstanding debut at quarterback last night. 9 of 10 passing for 139 yards and 4 touchdowns. Dante Kreider had 3 touchdowns. Everything that could go right sort of did last night for the Blues. Well, North Green beats Triopia last night, 28-14 to in the WI it was Route thwarting a West Central two-point conversion to knock off the Cougars 14 to 13. Brown County jumps on Pleasant Hill Western 35 to 6 behind 153 yards rushing from Cameron Zimmerman. It was Beardstown on the road beating Calhoun 30 to 6 was your final there. Camp Point Central a winner in its first game since we last saw them on the big carpet up in Champaign last season. 20-6 to your final over Greenfield Northwestern as Brandon Rossmiller had 171 yards rushing two touchdowns. Rough night in Carthage for Illini West as Kiwani Anawan jumps out to a 38 nothing lead and never looks back winning 52-22. to Good night for the Rushville industry team we've been touting heavily. Brian Lafferty's team by 10 over United 34-24. to Lots of balance in the rushing attack led by Alec Wegner, who had 103 yards on the, on the ground and two touchdowns. Bushnell West Prairie falls to A-Town last night, 48-18. to Huge night for the Sockies of Pittsfield as they open their season with 531 rushing yards to beat Riverton 60-28 to was your final there. Jacksonville jumps all over Eisenhower. Good start for Mark Brown's team, 59-6 to your final. And that wraps up the Illinois side of things in Missouri last night. Rough debut for Quentin Hamner in the city of Jefferson as Halaya shuts out the Pirates 46 to nothing. The Crusaders outgained Hannibal 424 yards to 190 in total yardage last night. So a rough night all around for the Pirates. South Shelby knocks off Bowling Green on the road 16 to 12. Palmyra with a one-point win over Brookfield on a Dakota Compton touchdown, 7-6 to was your final. Monroe City jumps out to a 6 to nothing lead on Centralia, but the Panthers prove they are indeed for real as Centralia reels off 35 unanswered points, gets the win last night, 35-6. to Clark County, a winner over Highland, 42-6. to Macon an overtime over Kirksville, 28-20. to Mark Twain, a winner over Louisiana, 26 to nothing. Principia shuts out Van Farr and John Cleaver's debut, coaching debut, 21-0, your final there. It was Waco of Iowa beating North Shelby in eight-man football, 48-38. to Marceline a winner by 10 over Scotland County. Paris with a nice win to open its season, 28-18. to Clayton Langerud, remember that name, outstanding young quarterback, 
going to do a lot of great things for the Coyotes this season. Also, we've got Schuyler County at Knox County tonight due to the officiating shortage. And in southeast Iowa last night, Keokuk, a big win over Davis County, 26-7. to Josh Roberts' coaching debut. Colton Atterberg had four interceptions last night. That doesn't happen very often. And a pick six among them. And it was Central Lee falling to Fort Madison last night, 17 to nothing In soccer, at the Quincy Recycle Q&D Classic, Ledoux beats Q&D in the first round, 3-2. to Quincy High School loses to Jacksonville in penalty kicks. All right, that wraps us up for now. When we come back, Rick Little is live right here at Sleep Tight with us. We'll break down the Blue Devils' big showdown and big win last night over North Lawndale. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. Hey, and welcome back, everybody, to the Saturday Morning Ticket, live on location at Sleep Tight. Come on out and see us, and if you come on out now, you can see Rick Little in action right now. This is uh, certainly fun to have him with us, and certainly fun after a big win last night. And before we get into it, Rick, about the offense and the defense, which both performed incredibly well, you had a really seminal special teams moment last night, created on a kickoff by J.C. Lackey. Have you ever seen a hit quite like that, where a kid goes reeling nine yards backwards after the the point of impact? No, not really. And, and I'll tell you, the kid, um, you know, I really tip my hat to that young man because he returned a lot of kicks last night, obviously, but. He ran hard on every single one of them, and, and uh, maybe a little bit too straight up on that on that one. But, uh, yeah, J.C. does a great job staying in his lane. He's going to be a good football player for us this year. Obviously was last night and was last year, but has really turned a corner this summer, and uh, we're looking for big things from him. I know the kids and the fans love a game like last night. It's tougher for you, though, because you're trying to coach and find things, and maybe you don't get the level of test that you'd hope for, especially with a huge road trip to Alton coming up. What were the biggest positives, though, Rick, you did take out of last night? Yeah, you're right. It is. I mean, hats off to North Lawndale. You know, we've all been there on that end of it where we're struggling and working to get the program going and, you know, another new coach. So hats off to them. But, uh, you know, to your point, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for is, is exe- us executing. You know, we've got to execute. We're trying to throw the ball a little bit more this year. and you know, I look at uh, Lucas Reese was very, very good in the passing game, you know, 9 of 10. And that has a lot to do with, obviously, his his reads and him, you know, throwing the ball on time and guys catching the football. So I uh, was really happy with him. And uh, and really, you know, overall, uh, you know, I thought our defense, I, I know uh, their ability to rally to the football I thought was really big. And then just being opportunistic, too. You know, there was opportunities there to get turnovers, and that's something they did a really good job of last night. You have, and, and you, you touched on it yesterday. I heard you speak at the Exchange Club. You go from one Division one back to potentially another in a Dante Kreider who has stepped up and performed. He's a different back than Jirel Brock is, obviously. You have some different weapons. I, I know people like to focus on the past and, and take nothing away from Jirel because he was electrifying, but you really do have some nice skill position pieces. We do. We do, and, and we've been blessed you know, for many years in that area. And So that's something that, obviously, Jirel sets the bar. Like He's the best player I've ever coached, and you know, I just, he's the Gatorade player of the year. He's an awesome player. I mean, nobody's got a you – know, his resume speaks for itself. But, you know, Dante Kreider is a guy that is a, is a really good football player. And that, I don't say overshadowed, but he's a Division One type football player. And when you get a kid like that, you know, his workload was not significant last night. He knew that would be the case probably. and But he capitalized on it when, when, he, you know, when he was in there. So looking for a huge things from him this year. And he's a guy that, 
you know, if we're going to go places, he's going to take us there. So we're really excited about what he can do. I think the biggest key for your offense, you know you have two pillars on that offensive line in A.J. and in Dion. I mean, two guys who you know are going to get after it. It's how you connect the dots. And last night I thought that might have been the most important thing you took away. That line showed some continuity last night. You know, they did. And, and like I guess there's some things that we've always done and then the things that we're trying to do a little different to just have a, maybe a different ceiling in the postseason if we're fortunate enough to get there. So some of the blocking stuff is different. So there has been a weird – not weird, but a different summer. Like, I've done this for a long time, and it feels like we've always, you know, it's Groundhog Day. You know, you do the same thing every day. And now, you know, and obviously give Coach Luton a ton of credit, too. He's the guy that's, you know, kind of helping me as well and, and getting ideas in there and just trying to put guys in space. And, and, and so what my point I'm getting at is offensive line-wise, it's not always the same. Now it's more of a zone scheme when we're running the ball in the spread, and that's something that, uh, you know, we worked on really hard this summer. And, um, and I thought it looked really good last night. And from your standpoint, I think you've given Coach Q a lot of weapons defensively, and those are guys you touched on who rallied to the ball really well. Um, again, they didn't they didn't have a particularly long night last night, but that's going to be really important against Alton because you know you're going to be dealing with speed and the ability to attack you to the edge. What does next week look like for you? And obviously, I know you've already preached, hey, turn the page and get there. No doubt. And that's something, again, no disrespect to North Lawn. I want to be very careful with my words here. But, yeah, next next week's going to be a lot different. I mean, next week you're going to see it. And when there was speed, but they're going to execute. They're going to have speed. And, you know, I think last year we even saw that. That's a game we should have won last year. And we were up 14 points in the first quarter. And some things just happen, and the weird, one of the most, um, I don't say weird games, but most disappointing games of my tenure, well, in my career, actually, in the regular season, was that Alton game last year, where that's a game we, we win those games. We make a, a, a career out of winning games like that. And so that was something last year that uh, was not uh, too too fun. But, again, we've got to turn that page quickly because the type of speed and execution we saw will be much different uh, next week than it was last night. I want to talk to you about one of my favorite kids on your roster, and I, you know we don't we don't talk about you know we tend to talk about running backs and quarterbacks, but just having the chance to watch Drake Tournier in practice, the way he attacks blocking drills, so as a tight end wide receiver type, he really goes after people, and you can tell it's an old school mentality, and you've got that a little bit in you know you've got that in Grant James, you've got that in Nate Wilson. I mean, you have to like that vibe with with where you're at as a team. That toughness sets the template for everybody. You know it does. And those guys are the you know the best of buddies too. So like they kind of feed off each other. You know when you just watch them, you know like you said attack drills and the way they attack things. Um, they have a workman's like approach and and they go about it. But yeah, there's some guys that uh, we really like and um, you know like I said it's going to be fun you know watching them progress the rest of the season. Dre Humphrey had a nice night last night. Nice and you've been touching on him as a guy that's going to make a difference and and he certainly showed out. He did and, and it's something that. You know, you know, like I said, we've been very fortunate. Like it seems like this next guy just keeps stepping up. You know, and um, I can tell. You know, when we're in drills and just handing the ball, like his explosiveness, like you, you see it. You know, um, I mean, it's just different than than some guys. I mean, he explodes to the line of scrimmage. He attacks people. He finishes runs and. You know, he's a guy that's going to have a nice year for us as well. I want to talk to you about your schedule because I know you're not focused anywhere beyond Alton, but the schedule, if you can get out to the kind of start you want to get out, and this Alton game is kind of pivotal to setting the template for everything else, two road games, and then you know, you're pretty much into the heart of the Western Big Six slate right off the bat after you, you get East Moline, I mean United Township. How I guess that sets this as a pretty important week just because if you did get this thing rolling the right way, you got a chance to do some really nice things. Yeah, and, I, and we've touched on that as a coaching staff. I mean, you know, 
know, we're still relatively a young team, and we bring a lot of guys back um, on the defensive end, but we're a young team. And sometimes it's about just having confidence and believing you're really good, maybe before you've even arrived. You know, and there's something to be said about that. So, yeah, this game is, is huge for us because, uh, you know, if we get this thing going, you know, downhill and, and, and gaining momentum and steam, then all of a sudden now you've matured, you know, throughout the year. Now you're not a really young team. You're a seasoned, um, experienced team. And that's something in those big, big games that we're going to have to have. You're not just the Quincy High head coach. You're a football guy. And Quincy Notre Dame wins last night. You've, you've won. Quincy University looks like they're on the uptick. This is a different town when everybody's kind of working at a different vibe. And I know that has to do your heart good. It does. And I know I had to speak with Jack last, you know, uh, yesterday at the Exchange Club. And, you know, and, and just when we were, had the opportunity to speak. And, uh, yeah, we, we talked about that same thing. You know, it's just a, it's just a, I mean, we obviously support those guys and they support us. And it's something that, like, it's just good for the, the, the city of Quincy. So, yeah, uh, and obviously Coach Bass, you know, wish him the best of luck too. And uh, I know he's doing great things. So, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a great place regardless, but it's a great place when everybody's winning. Okay, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit as a former quarterback here. And I know you are as, as big an NFL fan as there is. The Andrew Luck news, kind of how did that hit you this week? And I know that had to resonate a little bit at home just because he was so passionate in that post-game press conference. Everybody who's ever been an athlete felt that. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I mean, I've, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. It's just one of those things that, like, I think it's so hard to, to put even put an opinion out until you know how you feel every morning. You know, when he wakes up, like, what, 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 what is going on? Because I've always said, like, why not just go on the IR for the year? Like, why, why not? You know, and I know maybe he looks at it differently. Like, I'm not going to take the money, which I think is already going to be given to him anyway. But, um, yeah, that, that one, uh, I mean, I respect it. I just don't know. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what he feels like every single day. So I think that was one where it just, he's young. And I think the age obviously comes into play where he's so young that you just wonder, are you really done? But, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's, we're, we're fans, um, you know, and I see the reaction of some of the fans and I'm kind of taken aback because these guys are human beings. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, uh, some of the, the fan reaction was, disappointing and also you know surprising do you think with football that we sometimes forget what a train that is though when you start getting on that it seemingly you can never get healthy thing rick and, and you've you've had players in your program who've done it obviously on a much smaller scale than what andrew luck does but it, it really can be a game that vexes you it can be and i'll tell you like here's a funny thing i tell you know people this all the time like as a player i was 10 foot tall and bulletproof i mean i just that's the way it was and i i'm still love the game but now it's like more and more I coach, I'm like, man, this is this is rough. This is a really – and it probably has to do when I see those hits and those like the, the way they bend, I don't bend like that anymore. And so that, to me, makes makes me, you know, think about how, 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 how challenging this is. But I remember, you know, being that age and like, no, I wanted more and more and more. And it was uh, – yeah, you had that, that approach that you were, like I said, 10-foot tall and bulletproof. But you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a game that, like, we, we tell the guys all the time. It's, it's sounds so funny, but I'm always – Tell them, hey, guys, right now we're on a knee talking to the team. Said, you know, think about your right elbow right now. You know, and obviously they're not thinking about it at all. You know, does it hurt? You know, it doesn't. Well, you're going to have something through the rest of the year that's going to hurt you, and you're going to have to play through it, but you're not thinking about that right now. And so that's something that these guys, um, yeah, you know, you go through the year, and it's it's a grind. And, and obviously we work hard to, you know, smarter, not harder, to keep them healthy on the practice field. But 
um, certainly respect those guys and obviously love the passion they have for the game. Well, and I, I love one of the things that you say about high school football because you've long been this advocate that this is the safest period we've ever been in in football. Coaches are smarter. The outside pressure for whatever it might have done, and we're starting to see numbers return a little bit. That message is coming home, Rick, and, and I know as a football lover, to see even the smaller programs kind of growing in our area is a really good thing because this sport does matter at a level beyond the X's and O's. Yeah, no, and, and that's something, too. Like, I know sometimes we gripe and complain about all these rule changes and this and that, but at the same time, um, like, the way that we attacked it 25 years ago is is crazy now. You know, the, Absolutely. The, the three-day practices, the you know, and the, maybe I'm going to going the salt tablets, going even further right. back. You know, to think that, like, this game, like I said, it's about, you know, and – I'm such a advocate of youth football because I think there's a you don't need to do more you just need to have technique early you know and then you 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 get those opportunities and and you you know you deliver on them when you have them but I I, I do like the way it's set up I like the summer the way it's set up we we go um, three days a week we use our 25 contact days but we are not killing these guys in the summer you know and I think that's something or even in the early fall you know and so. That's something that uh, I think obviously the guys appreciate, and our numbers have shown they appreciate it because they're strong. Well, thank you again, Rick Little. Congratulations on the big night last night. Good luck to the Blue Devils this upcoming week on the road at Alton, and we'll have more of the Sleep Tight Saturday morning ticket as Teresa Luce Tedrow joins us from Macomb straight ahead. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back to the Morning Ticket, everybody. We're joined now by way of Macomb, Illinois, by Teresa Luce Tedrow, the head coach of the Payson Seymour Lady Indian Volleyball Team. Her team opening up today in what has become a very good Risen tournament. And I guess there's just no wading into the pool this year, is there, Teresa, given the competition? This week, and yeah, when you look at the lineups, you know, there's uh, three pools, four teams in each pool, and you, you really don't want to pick a pool that you that you would, would rather be in because they're all pretty pretty stout. From your standpoint, you graduate, and you've done this a number of times now, but you again graduate the best setter in the area, one of the top kills leaders in the area, and it seems like every year Payson Seymour reloads. But I, I'm going to tell you, I don't really know what your identity is going into this season. Is there an outlier? Is there some identity you crafted, Teresa? Well, I think that, um, you know, definitely when you're trying to replace the kind of players that we replaced, um, you certainly have to kind of start from scratch and maybe rethink the entire thing and just see exactly who you think is going to, you know, come to the forefront. But, you know, the cool thing about it is is that you we talk about the players that we did graduate, but in fact, when I, you know, put them on paper, um, there are five players that we're putting on the court this year that got quality playtime last year. So, um, yes, our high-profile players did graduate, and we're certainly going to miss all of them. I mean, when you put five of your six on the West Central Conference team, I mean, you're definitely going to have to replace some some good quality kids. But, um, you know, I, I'm impressed. These girls have been working hard. Um, you know, we're big, um, which isn't always a pace and trait. Um, we usually work hard and, and you know, kind of outsmart, but – um, we're we're going to be big this year. We got a big line um, running. A, probably going to run a six-two for the first time. So I'm putting two setters back into that Cassie Edson spot, and um, they're really coming on. It, uh, I've got a junior and a sophomore that have been listening and learning. Very coachable. Um, my libero Livia Perry got great quality play time last year. She is all over the court. 
Um, she gets the ball up. And then, you know, I, I do have um, Hadley Schmiedeskamp, who's returning as my outside. Um, I moved Amanda Myers over to the outside, and she's looking really good out there. And then I've got some um, quality experience with Abby Coonrod and uh, Carly Wolf in the middle. Um, and, you know, we're just we're honestly getting better every day. And then I've got some, you know, underclassmen and some some girls that maybe were hurt last year. Uh, Tabitha Moss was hurt during a lot of the season and didn't get a lot of play time. But they're all honestly, Chris, they're just really working hard. And I'm excited to see what happens today. So today is the day you put the puzzle together because you really don't know anything until today. And then next week at the, you know, the Southeastern Lady Suns Classic. What are the things that will lead to you, Teresa, as an indicator that you're seeing things right? What are things we should look for from this Payson squad that kind of tell me they're adopting what you want them to be? Yeah, great question. I think that um, what we want to see is um, these players are very close, and I think we're going to see that camaraderie come through on the court. They all are very keyed in on the team aspect, the mental aspect of the game, and um, I know that you know people have heard me talk about that before, but we continue with that mental program, and I think that we're developing not only great um, volleyball players, but also great people, um, which I, I definitely think we need. So I think we're going to be looking for uh, keys to the game that we're going to have to do today to beat the quality of teams that are here. Um, we are going to have to block well. Um, and then the, the thing we fought against this summer was, was putting the ball down, um, actually scoring. Okay. Um, you know, first ball kills is what we're looking for. We're really pushing on that, um, and we're going to need that to come together. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. I've got um, some defensive players coming off the bench, like um, Abby Wolfmeyer, who's going to make a difference. Neely Humphrey is going to make a difference on the court. Um, I've got some solid servers like Natalie Howell, and, and that's a lot of players. I mean, we're super deep, and if all of them come together and they play their A game, um, we're going to give some people uh, a real big run and, and probably surprise some people because they are thinking, man, we've lost a lot the last two years, and we certainly have, but um, we're reloading. We're going again. So I would say the key is going to be those blocks at the net, playing good net ball. Um, Livy is going to be very key on that uh, bro spot. Um, digging it up and, and the setters they've they've done a great job the hitters are very happy with them I don't want to spin you too far ahead of today because you've got your work cut out for you but I've been asked a couple of times this week and I don't have an answer who's the favorite at Southeastern um, going into next week and and that's obviously a big sort of out tournament and you wear a big bullseye in that you know to your mind where do you fit into that puzzle who is the favorite at Southeastern next week yeah, I think that's probably, um, you know, who is the favorite at Southeastern next week? Um, I think that, you know, when you look at every single team, um, they all bring something to the table as usual. You always know Tim Kerr is going to bring a team um, with the change at Minden um, and Rich being over there. I mean, that's, you know, a wild card that you know he's going to bring a solid team. Um, Illini West has competed very well um, recently. Um, you know, Dakota is going to bring a great team, and, and you know, we're going to be right in the mix. And, and those are the teams I know about. Those are the ones we competed against this summer. Um, who knows what Liberty might do or, you know, some of the other teams that, that, you know, maybe don't traditionally compete there. You just can't rule out anybody. I just think that it's going to be solid. And, and I think it's a fair question for this point in the season. <laughs> There's a chance to see Macomb today. You're, you're going to have a chance to see Illini West either today or down the road. Um, obviously, you touched on a lot of those teams. And then you see Hannibal. You're going to get a who's who of really good volleyball teams right out of the gate the first three weeks of the season. 
Is that ideal? I mean, as as sort of new as some of the pieces are, or is that something you really like with what your schedule does for you? Well, you have to throw Notre Dame in there, too. Absolutely. They're, you they're can't forget that, them. They're in that first um, week or second week right after we come out of these tournaments. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good gauge so you can immediately see where you're at and what you need to work on and what direction you need to take. But it is, it's a little rough coming out, um, you know, with these solid teams um, when you're trying to work through things because we certainly know that there's some things – um, you know, that we come out of after today's tournament that will probably make some adjustments. But, you know, that's what you deal with, and, and we want to play the best competition we can all year long. So if it comes in the beginning or the middle or the end, we're good with that. All right, Teresa, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you and the Lady Indians today in the pool play and throughout the rest of the Macomb tournament. And we will be back right here next Saturday for the morning ticket with more of the best in local sports. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.